Excuse me, Mr. Nova. I'm awfully sorry to bother you, but could I have your autograph? My father served. Sure thing. Show that to someone at the door tomorrow night. I'll take you and your family backstage. I'd like to meet him. Yes, sir. I am here with a childhood friend, which I'm so excited to be able to say, and I'm so thrilled that I have Andrea Dotto on the show today. And Andrea and I grew up together in Syracuse. So welcome and hello. Hello. I'm so excited. It's always so much fun to interview friends because there's so many memories. Yeah, totally. So speaking of which, I was doing some research and I was going through old videos that I have lying around of shows that oh no <laughs> that have happened um, over the years, and I found a very lovely production that you did as Belle in Beauty and the Beast. What <laughs> I have, I have it somewhere in my in my house, and when you oh become rich and famous, God. I'm selling it to everybody. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. That was, oh gosh, in 2005? Maybe. I, honestly, it's like a blur. Gosh, <laughs> it was, a lo- it was a, I think it was like 15 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, a lot crazy. So from 15 years ago to now, you have managed to do so many amazing things with your career and life. And so I would love Aww. to know, let's talk about what you're doing now and then we'll work backwards. Okay. Um, well, I just got back to the city, like, not even a month ago, even though it feels like so much has been jammed in. Um, I was doing, as you know, I was doing Mary Poppins, uh, at Virginia Rep, and went home for, like, a quick little break and moved into a new apartment, and, um, like, right after moving in, I did this. Uh, recording with the bandstand writers, which was super cool, some new music that they're writing. And now I'm in rehearsal for Dance Break, which I didn't really know about, but I'm learning about it. It's like a industry showcase for new choreographers. Wow. And uh, I'm in two of the pieces. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. It, it'll be exciting. That's awesome. I'm so excited I got to see you at Virginia Rep's uh, Mary Poppins. I We both have crazy schedules, and I was out of town yeah. weeks before the show was happening, and I was so excited to be home for a weekend, and so I popped up to see it. You're hilarious. I just want to put that out oh there. Oh, my God. <laughs> in so many Thanks. different things and ways that you appeared in that show, everything was different, and I loved it. It was so much fun. Thank you. It was, it was a challenging show for me and I was I was not expecting that mm-hmm. but because the ensemble plays so many different characters and none of them really have like a, a true line that you can kind of like get behind and right. that kind of gets you through the show like you have to make the choices and you have to recommit everything right. um so I had to kind of like anchor myself in comedies <laughs> I could find my way that's so. Now, what's harder? Is comedy harder or is drama harder? Uh, I mean, I think a good comic is rooted in reality, so they're the same. Okay. You know, um, I I love making people laugh. So, like, when I get that opportunity, it feels really good, and so that's like fuel for the for the show. You know. 
That's awesome. So then, so to God, what was I going to say? I literally had a perfect sentence all in transition. It's gone now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what did you do before Mary Poppins? Cause I would love for everybody to know this. Oh, uh, I did. Uh, I was a part of the original Broadway cast for Bandstand and we ran, we opened in March of last year, well, previous, and went till September. And then I had like a month off exactly and went down to do Mary Poppins. That's fantastic. You, so what is it like? And first of all, I just want to be, I just want to let you know, I am so proud of you for being in an original Broadway cast. I think it's so cool to be able to originate something and to be a part of something that nobody's ever done before. Yes, revivals are great and so fantastic, but it's all original music and an original storyline and you killed it. I was so excited to see you. Thank you. But what was it like to be in an original show like that? I mean, it was really and ultimately like a total dream come true. I always was like growing up, I, I loved musical theater Um, and I was always fascinated by like the legacy that was around it and like who played these roles, these iconic roles. I loved knowing, you know, who these women were and what their lives were like. And so to be able to know, even in my, you know, small way that like I was the original of a, a, of a track just kind of rooted me in all the things I love about theater and New York and all, you know, everything that has come before us and then we're moving forward. It just, uh, it felt just very like monumental for me. Um, it was also just really cool to know, even in a, you know, silly kind of, um, surface way that like, you know, my, one of my cops costumes, um, has like a head wrap. Right. And it got designed that way because Andy said, well, Andrea always wraps her head and, in rehearsal, so you could give her a head wrap. And to know that, like, you know, when this tours or if anybody rents the costumes, like, some girl <laughs> is going to have her head wrapped. And I hope she likes it as much as I did because <laughs> it felt so real for me, you know? That's awesome. And this show was very special to you. You you identify with that time period and that music. And yeah. Yeah. it's part of your soul. Watching you dance on that stage and be a part of that cast was so invigorating because it was you breathed every step and every scene that you were in, especially the Betsy scenes, but we'll get to those in a minute. Mm. Um, everything that you did was just so natural and so beautiful. Thank you. I, I, I mean, you know, New York is hard and, and theater is hard. I mean, I'm constantly reminding myself like, okay, you have to check in with how much you love this and what are the things that you love about it? Because the business is, not easy. You know, you have to put yourself out there so often and you might face rejection, right? But with Bandstand, there were so many days where, you know, you, you really hope you still get to stay with the cast because I was with it from the first lab at Lincoln Center. But that original breakdown that said, you know, Bandstand, we're doing this development lab and it's 1945. And, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in this. I knew. I knew this was my world, you know, and then anxiety comes in and you don't know if you're going to get it and it's all subjective, but that like original moment when I heard about it, I knew that 
it was going to be the right opportunity for me. That's amazing. Now, what were some of the challenges that you faced in rehearsals and then from your transition from Paper Mill to Broadway? Yeah, well, I think what is hard about an original piece is it changed all the time. I mean, from the lab to Broadway, we cut a bunch of songs, songs changed, melodies changed, choreography, like we'd have a kind of vocabulary that we knew we could kind of rely on, but so much was changing. And I was used to kind of like the summer stock regional world where you have 10 days to put up a show. And so what the choreographer and director put on you, you kind of lock in immediately. And this was an environment where he would say, okay, I want you to do a variation on this and you have to go to the last. And if you can work in the bar, they're just like, oh, okay, like, let me attempt. And you just kind of had to explore. And it was a very high-stakes room to be exploring in. Um, but I developed a skill of, like, trusting my instincts. And it's still something that, like, I know will grow and I'll improve upon in the next experience that's similar to this, where I'm development, developing something. But... Um, just to kind of trust your instincts was a huge like lesson I could learn to bandstand. That's amazing. I, it's it's so cool to think of. So that's the other question: is how drastic did the show change from Paper Mill to to uh, Broadway? Yeah, um, I mean, I think like at the core, the story always stayed the same. We knew what story we were telling. It's just like, it was like an onion. Like we just got deeper and deeper and there was more layers and more nuance. And um, I think they realized with Paper Mill how important the um, guys in the band's story were and how like their characters, you could identify with them in different ways. And so I think they expanded on their stories. They got a new song. Like it, it became real that... Um, they didn't have to sugarcoat that experience and that we could like lay into that. Right. Wow. Now, and this is probably a silly question, but would you do it again in a heartbeat with the whole process from paper mill to Broadway? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I, if, you know, when we were closing it and their thoughts of like, well, you know, but I want to stay on with this for so many more years or I'll be ready for something new. And like your body is kind of ready for a change, you right. know, because repetitive movement is proves to be difficult. But I, I love the story so much and I love the music and there, like you said, there is something that feels really, really genuine for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if all, all I'm looking for, I know now is that like bandstand made me feel um, accepted in my quirks and what I bring to the table. And now it's kind of set the bar of like, these are environments and these are projects that I want to find in my life again. Right. You know? That's so amazing. So now how do you select, I guess this is a question that I've had personally too, is that how do you select what you do after Broadway? (laughs) Well, I'm still trying to figure that out, to be completely (laughs) honest. Um, But for me, like, I I know I haven't worked with a lot of Broadway choreographers, you know, just even in, like, workshops or classes or things like that. But my friends have or my colleagues, and then I know, okay, well, you know, his movement 
might feel good on me. And so, you know, I'll venture into like that world to try and get my self-esteem in those environments that I know like have athletic, um, kind of quirky movement. Um, like right now, the stance break piece, I'm working with Brian Kaskazak, who was my partner in band stance. And it's such a nice shift to know, okay, it's a, it's a new experience. It's a new movement, but I'm so familiar with this person and, and the way his body moves, then I can emulate that, you know? So it feels like a great transition of like, okay, we're moving on, but some things are still familiar. That's so cool. Now, do you, are you more selective now that you've worked with Broadway and the, the talent yes, that I, is there I and think the team? I am. Um, only because I'm someone who like, I, I like forward movement and I like feeling like I'm being proactive and then like I can move forward and accomplish things, right? I'm like very type A in that way. Mm-hmm. And so it feels good. And even though it's scary at the same time to be kind of raising the bar for myself, I just, I know the environments that I want to work in and I know how I want to feel on the kind of purpose that I want to have. And so it's not necessarily that. I won't, won't go work, you know, regionally. It's that when I'm going to go work regionally, like I want to have a real purpose and right. a goal and a reason for going, you know, nothing's, um, I think the difference is like, this is my profession and this is my career versus a hobby. Right. So it's, it's not necessarily that it always has to be Broadway, but it has to have that purpose that I felt this past year, you know? That's so cool. So now we're going to take an even further trip down memory lane. Okay. <laughs> Where did you go to college? It's not that far, I guess. Yeah, I um, I went to Montclair State University in New Jersey. Montclair represents. And yes. so what was your first professional audition, not high school related, but what was, yeah. do you remember? My, um, my first audition was for that Caden theater, which is in Chatham, New York, the summer shop. And I got it. And then after that first initial audition and working at Matt Caden, um, I know that there are some lulls and some pickups in performance careers yeah. and you finish a show and there's that moment of like, Oh crap, what's next? How long after yeah. that Matt Caden contract did you book your next contract? Well, that was summer stuff while I was still in college. So I did the math and I went back to school for my junior year. And then I did the math another summer while I was still in college and um, finished my senior year. And then I I did pretty well non-equity. I didn't really experience the loss that people kind of have to process in my non-union-like career. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at the Fireside and I worked at Arrow Rock and the Palace Theater and just kind of felt always like maybe there'd be two months or so, but that I, once I would get to know a theater, I was lucky enough that they would rehire me. Um, My like first wall came after I took my card and I came back to the city and I was taking a lot of class and kind of like doubting if it was the right thing to join the union when I did. And my agent was like, calm down, you're good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) You never know what's going to happen when everybody leaves the city and you're here and you can audition for something. And my mom reminds me of this all the time. And because it was in that lull that 
I was around to do the audition for the bandstand lab. And then, you know, everything changed from then. So you never know what could happen during the lull. Wow. So then you went on to book Broadway. And what was the hardest lesson you've learned on Broadway? Hmm. Um, I think there was definitely a high stakes of, like, these people are paying a pretty penny for the ticket. And also, like, you, you, this is my first break, right? So you want to kind of, like, live up to that. And if anybody's in the audience, like, you want to, like, just... They, you want them to know, oh, who's that new girl, you know? Right. And that um, was good fire, but it was also, like, a high standard that I had to keep up physically. So mm-hmm. there was, like, a ton of self-care that happened this year. Um, and I think the real lesson that I um, felt this year is that, like, yes, it's Broadway, and yes, it's your dream, and yes, it's, like, also my job, right? I want to come to work, and I want to do the best. I can do. The flip side of that is middle school Andrea would want to have fun too. Right. You know, and so as much as I take myself so seriously and my craft so seriously, which is necessary, you also have to like make sure that it's still fun or else it's too hard, you know? Absolutely. So finding that balance was something that I had to. I had to be aware of this past year, you know, not taking myself too seriously. And that's something that I'll have to, you know, be mindful of my whole career. Mm -hmm. So what inspires you to keep going, even when those lulls happen and those struggling frustration times happen? What inspires you? I mean, I know this is, like, super corny, but, like, <laughs> I think about Judy Garland, like, all the time. I just love her. And I think about, like, how when I was younger, I would go to the Manless Library and, like, rent all these old movies. And I find um, just such a connection and, like, a sisterhood with these, like, you know, actresses that have come before me. Um and it's undeniable the reaction I have when I watch them. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, this is something that, you know, yes, my mom playing piano inspired me and my sister's dancing inspired me. And the wife and manliest has inspired me and gotten me here. But I also think, like, whether it's, like, God or a higher being or something, like, I came into this world to, like, be a performer and mm-hmm. to be a storyteller and even though it's super hard some days and the business is um, tricky when I really am in my body and when I'm really dancing or I'm really telling a story honestly mm-hmm. like I feel total alignment and total joy that it's like okay we just gotta we gotta figure out the ins and outs so that you can get to that next moment of joy right. uh, you are so wise. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I had my one cup of coffee and I am ready to go. <laughs> so what is the best advice you've been given? That's so broad, but I'm so curious. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Let me think. Well, here's a, here's a um, something that I thought about when you were asking, like learning things you learned from bandstand. And it, it, I think about it all the time. It was during the lab, 
and my partner, Philip Atmore, at the time, we were learning a, a combination and learning something, and I was like, can we go over that, right? And then I said, I'm sorry. And he was said, you don't have to apologize. This is rehearsal. This is your time to rehearse. And just to not have to apologize for my experience, like, is a huge thing. Because mm-hmm. people are always saying sorry or, you know, you'll ask for advice and you're, you feel like, oh, well, is me. But, like, claim your space. You know, that's um, a huge bit of advice. Um, And also just that, like, when I'm auditioning, if you don't hire me, it's not because I'm not good or of value. It's that you went in another direction. And I had an acting teacher who said, like, if they don't want to hire you, then this is easier said than done, but you don't want to work for them. Right. Like the work that I'm going to bring with Andy and Bandstand, we were on the same page. So it just flows. Right. You know, if you're going to butt heads with somebody or if you're going to feel like you have to change who you are to fit in, like ultimately it's probably not going to be the greatest experience for you. Right. Exactly. So it's hard. It's hard some days, you know, when you really want to book a job and they go a different direction, but I think for the the jobs you get, you're supposed to get. So don't apologize for your experience. Exactly. I love that. You don't have to. Now, let's flip it around for a second. People that are going through your journey and just starting out and graduating college and realizing that this is what they want to do with their lives, what is your advice to them? Um, I think, like find ways and I, and I'm continuing to do this find ways to um, to connect to the the good feelings you know it's like whether you have to take class more or even just you know I had a, a friend who doesn't live in the city anymore but we would get together when I would have like I remember I was called back for star to be in Annie and we went to a restaurant and we talked through the star to be lyrics like so like acting one on one, but we were, you know, we weren't drinking nothing. We were just high off of like, <laughs> and, you know, and we talked through every lyric and like embodied them, and we were laughing and like so connected to like what the fun parts are of theater. Right. And I think like keeping good people around you, keeping people around you that will connect you to those feelings is like just as important as paying to get into the fancy classes. Like you're so right just keeping your, like, your squad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now, what is the hardest lesson you've learned while in the industry? Um, I think, uh, I hope this isn't, like, super depressing, but that, like, it's a sacrifice. You, like, you know, like, there, there's, Connie in a chorus line says, like, I can't wait to, like, get fat, move up to Vermont, and or, like, you know, have a bunch of kids dance in my kitchen cooking and enjoy getting fat, right? right? Like, that, to me, when I was younger, I was like, oh, that's a weird line. But now I'm like, oh, there's such, like, freedom in that, right? right. And as an, an actor, especially, um, I think, dancers, but I'm sure everybody can relate to it in some way, you, you sacrifice a lot. You have to keep, like, a discipline of 
the way you maintain your physical health, the way you maintain, like, always pushing yourself forward in your craft. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's it takes effort. And I think some days you just want to, like, escape to a beach, which, like, I might have to do soon because this winter is, like, killing me. But, you know, it, it takes discipline. Right. It's so true. It's so true. It is definitely a sacrifice, especially with travel. It's such an interesting beast. Yeah. If you could go back yeah. and do something over again, what would it be? Um, hmm. You know, I don't know if I would do anything over again. Good. Sometimes I wonder, you know, I did a... a a masterclass at my high school recently and the kids were talking about all the colleges they are applying to. And I was like, I think I did like six, like maybe, you know? And sometimes I wonder like, oh, you know, should I have tried harder to go to a bigger school or, but Montclair was great for me. Like Mm -hmm. just set me up in such an amazing way. And it got me close to New York and, it just got me the connections that have gotten me here. And, you know, as much as we're always striving for more, like I have to take a step back and realize like, okay, I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) I know. Look at her now, boy. She's on Broadway. Yeah. (laughs) So I I don't think I would do anything over again. Awesome. Now that you talked about your high school, which I think is a great segue to my next question. You and I grew up in the same area with a very rich, theater community, music community, what would you encourage other educators of music and theater to tell their kids to get them ready for what's coming up in their journey? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think growing up, I was kind of like ushered into like, okay, work more on your soprano. Like, don't just be a belter or like, um, you're either this track or you're that track. Like it was kind of like black and white growing up. Like you're either the soprano mm-hmm. or you're like the funny alto. And I think now, especially the way Broadway is kind of changing, like it's not as cut and dry as that. Right. And I think like encouraging students to find interesting material and to make their own arrangements of things. Like that was something that I just started in my New York experience as far as like, Snipping and, and adjusting songs so that they really highlighted you. I wish I did earlier in my life. Okay. And I wish it didn't have to be as, like, kind of cookie cutter, you know? Um, yeah, I guess that's what I would say. Awesome. Now, you said snipping songs so that they highlight you. What's in your audition yeah. binder right now? Oh, my God. I feel like my audition binder, like, I will update it, and then I constantly go back to the songs that have been there for like years um (laughs) but i just i just um arranged there was a song that i have always been listening to on spotify from april smith and the the sound machine no that's not right april smith and the motion picture show or something like if you look up a handful of those words you'll find this (laughs) um this artist and i was looking for pop songs that kind of felt throwbacky, and all of hers did. And so I was like, I need to arrange one of these songs. So I got um, the music director at Mary Poppins to 
arrange the song Stop Wondering, and I'm, like, obsessed with it. Oh, I haven't awesome. tried it out yet, but I will. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I have some rapid-fire questions for you. I actually don't even know that I have the answers to, but I'm going to ask them and see if I'm right in my brain. So, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite color? Green. Oh, I was right. Uh, Favorite candy? Oh, Twizzlers. Favorite TV show? Um, Okay, I just started watching Cheers. I'm done. It's a throwback, but I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) Favorite pre-show meal? Oh, chicken and then like a sweet potato. Favorite post-show meal? Mm, um, like a overnight oats. Ooh, so good after okay. show. Favorite show currently on Broadway? Oh, um, okay, I'm going to say a play that goes wrong. It's hilarious. I heard it's fantastic. I have to see it still. Oh, I'm no, so it's so funny. I've seen it twice. What's your go-to musical genre? Wait, what's my what? Your go-to musical genre. Oh, musical comedy. If you could be anything else other than what you are right now occupationally, what would it be? Mm, I think like a um, like an art teacher. Okay. What's your favorite movie? When Harry Met Sally. Favorite cast album before 1995 that you're addicted to? Uh, How to Succeed. Favorite old school Broadway show? <gasps> Um, I think I'm going to go with, oh, I love the music man. I'll say music man. Oh, me too. Favorite guilty pleasure snack? Mmm, pita chips. Favorite ho- guilty pleasure? <laughs> uh, it is. Trust me. It absolutely is. Yeah. Favorite yeah. holiday? Um, Christmas. Favorite season? Summer. That changed recently. <laughs> Favorite coast, east or west? East. <laughs> Favorite vacation spot? I love going to Florida. Okay. I have a bit. Okay, so this is the last one, and it's kind of a three-parter. So, okay. dream role that you have already played in your younger years of life, a yep. role that you would like to play in the age bracket that you represent right now, and a role that you cannot wait to play when you are older. Okay. Okay, role I played that I want to play again when I was a kid is Ada Lanny. Yes. I want to play her again, for sure. Um, role that I'm really right for in my age bracket, I've played her, but I'm going to keep playing her, is Kathy Selden. Okay. And role that I can't wait, I know this is, like, probably a stretch. It might have to be in, like, regional, like, you know, who knows where, but I really want to play Dolly someday. How is it a stretch? I don't know. She's just a game. I'm so not, I'm I'm not there yet, but someday. Oh, that's literally so perfect for you. I love that. Okay, good. I'm putting it out there that you play Dolly and I get to music direct it. I just want to put it out there. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. I'm so in. <laughs> Um, I am so thrilled that we got to have a little bit of time together and chat. I know that your schedule is insane all the time. Oh, I feel that way sometimes. So thank you. Thank you for making it happen. Oh, you're so welcome. I appreciate you. I want to plug everything that you have, website, Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Yeah. I know that you're okay. new to I don't those. really. I mean, I have a Twitter, but like, I don't actually use it. Um, my Instagram is Miss Andrea Dotto, uh-huh. and my website is www.andreadotto.com. 
www.andreadotto.com and at Miss Andrea Dotto, which, by the way, you have the funniest stories ever. And they're the cutest stories. They're you... new. Stories are new to me. Oh. I only started storing because of Bandstand. Now I'm, like, really into it. Listen, you and your man are so cute and have so many goals set for my own life. It is the sweetest <laughs> thing ever. So yeah, like, We're, we're going to make um, a music video coming up, so look oh out my for God. that. Guys, grab some popcorn and just watch her stories all day long. They're perfect. Oh, my gosh. Andrea Dotto, I'm so thankful that we got to make this work. And I'm so proud of all that you're doing and all that is to come and has happened already. Thank you so much. It means a ton. Please keep me posted. I will gladly share all the things on social media with your next projects and where you're going to be and what you're doing. Uh, I will, I will. I would love to hear all about what's happening. I promise. I am so thankful for you and have a fantastic day. Thank you.